0: Shannon, yes, there sir. is a um, there is a new golf tour on the horizon, and it is being funded by um, some serious serious Saudi money. Oh,
1: and it I is thought it was like like a pitch and putter or like a like through the windmill or something. Well, they have that too, but we're not <laughs> yeah. going to discuss that today. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think we are. Um,
0: but there is a, a new tour that is being funded by uh, with Saudi money. It's It's not exactly Greg Norman's world tour, um, but it's essentially the Saudis bought the Asian tour and now are recruiting golfers to play there. And the kind of money they're offering is big.
1: And Greg Norman is involved.
0: And Greg Norman is uh, one of the, well, he's the CEO or whatever.
1: Yeah. We're going to talk about it.
0: A uh, former tour player and uh, our pal, Richard Zokel will join us. We'll discuss this new golf venture and maybe Pebble beach too. And we'll commence after these messages. Uh, and we are back. Uh, it's McCowan. It's Shannon here. The Bob McCowan podcast heard uh, anywhere you get your podcasts or if you wish on a uh, serious XM channel one, six, seven, if you prefer, um, our friend Ian Leggett could not join us today, so that provides more time to uh, chat with uh, Richard Zokel, who is.
1: We uh, didn't want Leggett after all, anyway, did we? Ah, Lego's a pant load. Do you think my wife would would be
2: happy with that question, having giving me more time to talk?
0: No, I'm pretty Let, sure well, she'd, she'd
2: disagree with that statement. That's but, right.
1: We we could ask her. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. he said, hold, stop giving your opinions.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to ask for a whole bunch of them today. All right. uh, we come from kind of the same era. Um, you know, I grew up wanting to be a, oh. a PGA tour player. And of course it never happened. I, it wasn't because I had a lack of talent. It was because I had no talent <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and, and you obviously made it, but that was a time. Zocal, where the European tour was kind of like the American Hockey League to the National Hockey League. Right. It wasn't where you went if you had the highest aspirations. It's where you went if you were young and weren't good enough. Didn't make it on your first try. Or, or, or didn't
2: make it or third try. Yeah.
0: yeah. And 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 that's that's the way it was. Now it is and, and it was also a time where there were almost no European players right. playing on the PGA tour, right? Right, right. So, if they were going to play somewhere, well, they'd play it closer to home. Yep. And then there was this evolution of European tours getting better or European players getting better
1: mm-hmm.
0: and starting to come across the pond.
1: Was, now, way- was that, just, just as a, a point of emphasis, was that, was that Sevi or were, who was that?
0: Oh, I don't know if Sevi would have been the first. He was the yeah, first I guy, he, he, I guess, to, to win really the major,
1: the Masters. So, but know? I mean, so, so to create that awareness that, hey, yeah. The Europeans are playing better golf. We better start paying more attention. What, I, I thought it was said. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it started a pipeline Langer and and, and, sure. and uh, you know, the Olafable. Olafable. Exactly. And, and a pipeline. And it, you're right, Bob. It, it did kind of give some foundation to the European tour. So that's not really the case anymore. Um,
0: there are American players who do go over and, and play. Um, on the European tour on occasion, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, yep. guys will go over now and play the Scottish open the week before the British open, mm-hmm. just to kind of get used to it. And that didn't happen very often. You know, when Arnold Palmer went over, I mean, he didn't go play any place else. He just oh, played to the take British a, open. They,
2: they take a camp. boat
0: over. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold? No, Arnold, Arnold had a jet. <laughs> no,
2: I'm no. talking about in the fifties and sixties. Oh yeah. He was yeah, yeah. He well, did, of course.
1: I mean, the Bobby Jones era. <laughs> Robbie <laughs> jones walter hagen even yeah. ben hogan i bet you ben hogan right. took a boat
0: yeah probably did anyway that has all kind of changed um and a sort of an alliance has now been forged our friend mutual friend keith pelly yep who took over as the uh commissioner of the uh, european tour oh i guess it went about six or seven years ago yep um as part of his mandate forged a a tighter relationship with the PGA tour uh, and and for the purpose of just discussion here not to yak on too long but european tour purses are a fraction of the of the PGA tour what mm-hmm. 50 60 70% I something so. in that yep. neighborhood i think yep but there's now a relationship so they're not
2: mm-hmm.
0: beating on each other's door and now along come some Saudis, who have thrown a crap load of money into the pot and essentially want to take the Asian tour, which is really not even a B tour. It's a C tour.
2: Which they have done. They have taken it.
0: Yeah. And raise the ante and maybe raise it even higher than we might have expected. Yes. And players are being offered all kinds of money, just appearance money or guaranteed money. Yeah.
1: And remember remember who they're... uh, or would you describe him as the, their consultant? Who's their consultant? Greg Norman. Yeah. He's the CEO. Yeah. He, he's and he's great.
0: he's he's been on this worldwide tour thing for a long time, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He brought the possibility of a, a world golf tour. He partnered with Rupert Murdoch back in the early 90s. He presented it to the PGA Tour. They shut him down and, uh, and started their own, you know, which became – a, a, a series of five or six world You're golf right. championships that to expand. So, uh, yeah, Norman, Norman, I think was a little upset that um, he got left out of the deal. So there's a lot of money being thrown around. If you were still playing,
0: would it entice you?
2: Well, you know, it, it's really interesting, and in, in, in you have to say it would have to. You'd have to look at it. I think that's been a common thread amongst the top 30 players. And keep in mind this week that aren't in the at and 30 of the top players are in playing the Saudi Invitational. And, and, and you know, it's reported today that Bryson DeChambeau was offered $135 million. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know yesterday Ian Poulter uh, was offered, reportedly to be offered, 22 million euros. Um, it's fascinating to watch what's going to happen. They are getting very the Saudi group is getting very much track very good and excellent traction right now, and you know what? It's it's easy for a lot of us to say, well, you know, all the negative things that you're hearing that are coming out of human rights issues that the Saudis are doing, but you know, if we're one to throw the first stone and 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 not point the finger at looking at China and its involvement in it's human rights, you know, issues that fund all the manufacturing in China. Like, where does this thing stop? But unless you've been, it's easy to say, oh, look at the greed that Phil Mickelson is, is having. He's, uh, look how much money he's made and he's being offered $100 million and he's ready to jump ship to go to the Saudis. It's really, until you're in those shoes, it's really easy to speculate and it's, uh, you won't know until you're actually in that position. And we know humanity Humanity likes the money, and I think more people than not would take the money.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I don't know about you. I turned on the golf channel this morning to see if the Saudi tournament was on the golf channel.
2: Yeah, was it? And, and I did it out of
0: interest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, and mm-hmm. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're carrying it. Um, they may not be because they have such a tight relationship with uh, both the PGA and the European Tour. Mm-hmm. That maybe they would, you know, the, the PGA Tour would say, no, "I don't
2: carry that." That's, you know, they're the competitors. Yeah. But I turned on Dick, yes, yeah. to see. I'm fascinated about what's going to happen. The, the, the traction is real, and you know, you know, the thing I worry about, I personally don't want to see, is a dilution of product. You know, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a fraction of the players go over or, or because. You know, you want the best of the best to be in 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 tournament play, going against each other. Keep in mind too, is their new tournaments on the Asian Tour are going to be, you know, created and they're brand new. There's a massive amount of goodwill value that's in the PGA Tour. Like, let's take a look at the AT&T this week. Every every year we open up to Pebble Beach, and this is it's got 70 years of history and you know, Ben Hogan was played there and, 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 and the sponsorship has been in play for how many years, man. Oh man. That's a, you know, and, 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 to have people competing on it. And I don't like seeing leaderboards that don't have brand value. I don't, you know, I don't want it to look like the corn Ferry tour is in the top 10. I want to see the right. big names. And I think it, that's what everyone wants. And it's been lacking for Many years, you know, back in the 90s, you see a leaderboard. And you is Ray Floyd. He's got 22 wins. you got Tom Watson. You've got Jack Nicklaus. You know, you've got all these big names with massive brand value. And today, I, I dare you, Bob and John, to look at a leaderboard any given week in the last couple of years in the top 10, unless it's a U.S. Open or Masters. You're not going to recognize 80% of those names.
0: Well, I'll, I'll go more than that. I don't know whether this is true for you guys. I'll flip on the golf channel or NBC on a, on a Saturday, for example, Fr- Thursday, Friday, I'll watch if I've got time and, you know, and I know leaderboards bounce all over the place yep. by the time you get to Saturday, if there aren't two or three guys I'm interested on in, on that leaderboard. Yeah. Click, it's
1: off. Yeah. Yeah. It's off. off. And, but, but, and, and why just so, so I, before I, we, and, why is that though? Why has that happened? Is there just too many golfers? Well, I think, just- I think a number of things happened. Number one, that
2: that Tiger Woods went through a couple of decades and dominated everything so players couldn't get those wins. Like I did a comparison a few years ago. Like if you click on any – in 1992, you click on any tournament in the Florida swing, Honda, Doral, Bay Hill, and you look at the top 10 in the leaderboard in 1992, man, you, and you count up all the wins, I did this, you know, Raymond Floyd has 22 wins. Tom Watson has, you know, 30 wins and, and all these guys. And it added up to 97 wins in the cumulative wins in the top 10. Then I popped in, you know, um, a, a, a top 10 on that same event in, in 2020. And it came out to 14 wins. And I went, wow, that is just amazing. The, the brand value of, of, of Ray Floyd, you know, everyone kind of, you know, Ray Floyd's going up against Hale Irwin and, and, and Tom Watson and Tom Kite. And uh, now you have, uh, you know, Adam Schenck and, and going up against uh, whomever. Pick a name. And you don't know who those names are. And I think it, it just, it, the brand value in, in, in golf has accelerated and equipment has accelerated and it's getting into big time sports now.
1: Um, it's just changing. It's just, it's just a different game. So, so you you bring up a really interesting point in that we need name recognition, but not necessarily, and and hear me out, but not necessarily great golf. (laughs) Well, great golf comes with it. I mean, if you're in the,
2: if you're in, if you're tuning in and to watching the leaders on, on, on Saturday and Sunday, those people, they're the best of the best playing right now. Yeah, but if you moment. don't
1: recognize the names, if you don't recognize the names, I mean, which, it's a chicken and an egg scenario. Sure Bob's it is, turning Deloitte's it true. off. but Bob's turning it off because he doesn't recognize those names, and those guys are hitting it stiff. Yeah. You know, well, so that that's... that's but it's, so, name, John, so it's,
0: it's about name recognition, and I think it's that right. in, in any sport. Like, are you... You know, if I turn on a hockey game, to put it in your world, and there's somebody there who's a superstar... Who I haven't seen enough of, though I want to get a look at. Yeah. I'm going to stick around. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and Connor McDavid.
2: You know, it, I, you know I'm a I'm an example. A, exactly. You know, I, I'm not much of a hockey fan these days, but if if Connor McDavid's, I'm gonna I want to see what he's going to do. You know, and, yeah. and then if um, there's a and going back to the golf, if there's a no name at the top in the U.S. Open, I'm going to tune in. I want to see how he does. I want because, but it's a U.S. Open. If it's an if it's a match in Vegas between Bryson and DeChambeau and, 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 and Brooks, Koepka, Brooks? I, I don't care. I don't care how much money they make. They, <laughs> there's no, there's no goodwill in that event. The only thing that would get me to watch those guys, I think we spoke about this is if they put on gloves and got into a ring and they settled matters with their fists. Well, no, apparently they,
1: they, don't, they like each other now, don't they? Oh yeah. They get along fine. <laughs>
0: Well, I used to be chagrined because um, back in the day, you know, Nicholas would only play 15 or 16. Remember when they, you, you had to yeah. play a minimum number of events on events, the tour? Yeah. I think you yeah, he had to pick- play 15. Yeah. And Nicholas yep. would play the bare minimum. Yep, sure. And I mean, he was the greatest player in the world, but probably the greatest player in history, depending on where you sit with Tiger. Yep. And I wanted to see Jack. Sure. And I was chagrined because he, you know, I, I, once every three weeks I got to see Jack. You know, right. On,
2: and there's talk, there was talk, you know, are we going should we raise that for 15 to 20 so we can get more of Jack? You're right. Mm-hmm. Those things, though, in there, all slow plays of problems, all kinds of issues that are out there. But this this top, topical one right now is literally, I think, it, it's a, if um, they're able to, you know, if the Saudi group is able to um, attract um, a, a significant amount of people, it's going to, it will dilute the people. PGA tour And, and um, I, I, I just want to see the best people playing yeah. the best tournaments.
1: Well, and, and then you'd have to surmise that they will create a tour for, in North America too, right? That part of that new tour would have to be played here because there's so much more money in yeah. golf in North America. I think what will
2: happen if the PGA Tour is like, if they see that they are forced to merge then they'll do it. But if, you know, if they feel like their loss is going to dilute their value to their sponsors and TV contracts and streaming contracts, like forget television now, it's all about yeah. streaming, and, and, and it may force a merger of the two to create some type of hybrid that will be more global than, than just in the United States.
0: Well, Mickelson talked about greed. Yeah. Um, among the things he discussed, and he used it in the context. Well, let me read the quote. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Phil Mickelson saying, they also charge companies to use shots I've hit. And when I did the match, there have been five of them. The tour forced me to pay them $1 million each time for my own media rights. That type of greed to me is beyond obnoxious, unquote. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It raises this issue.
1: <laughs> um, hold on, hold on, Richards. Richards acknowledging them mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. more of a statement than anything else.
0: <laughs> well, reads a good question, isn't it? Well, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, it's a very interesting one. It's not exactly black and white. And Phil probably could use a few bucks because he he's lost a bit in the casinos, I think. But that aside, um does he have any kind of case is, is it your perception that prize money, for example, the absence of appearance money on the PGA tour, Mm -hmm. um, these are things that need to be addressed that sponsors actually aren't paying enough to be aligned with these kinds of events that, well, the FedEx cup is going to go to, is going to go from 10 million to 20 million. Yep. This year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Where is that money coming from? I guess it's coming from FedEx, but it seems to me that if the PGA Tour is going to compete with the Saudis, they better start bumping the money that's available to the players in North
2: America. Yes or well, no? They, they, yeah, they already have. They've already started. I think you know yeah. that that uh, PIP program that they introduced in last September. I mean, Phil got eight million dollars because his social media reach. Was the highest level, and they paid I think four guys or eight guys in <clears throat> in it. But Phil took the lion's share of it of eight million dollars. It's up to fifty million next year. The Players Championship is bumped to I think oh gosh what you know it's it's twenty million dollars. So it's the richest event on on uh, on the globe at this point. And so the PGA Tour has, and I think will have to continue to ante up dollars and pay their top players that move the needle um appropriately whatever their fair market value is and and i think that's absolutely going to be a byproduct of what this is all about and uh it's just you know we're going to have to we're going to see if you know how many guys see what kind of traction this is going to hit and how many guys are going to jump so if a few guys jump i don't think it'll do much but say they get a you know the lion's share of the top 15 guys in the world it's really going to uh, make a, 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 a an impact on the on hmm. the PGA tour. Do you think you think the PGA tour should pay appearance money? Well, I'm of the old school. Obviously, I I would like to see th- there's there's great value and goodwill value in the fact that we are a sport that said, you know, you only Eat what you kill. So you know, you, you everyone starts out zero, and you're incentivized to perform and get rewarded. I like that. I hope that doesn't go away. Europe, Europe has always paid um, appearance fees, and it becomes political. And now, you know, it, it, the money is getting so great, and 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 and, and players today are so wealthy. And so when you see a Rory McIlroy take his positions in, in, in his stance, and then you see Tiger, and then you see a Phil and a Bryson DeChambeau, every person has a different perspective. Like Phil's short on runway. He, he's 51. Um, I, you know, I think he's going to take a personal hit if he, if he does go. I mean, I think, you know, he, and, and so everyone makes their decisions based on their own principles. And, mm-hmm. um, we won't know them, and we won't know even that about ourselves unless we were offered the same. I, I, it's, 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 it's just a fascinating subject that's just going to give us more to talk about.
0: Well, you raised the issue of, of not having much runway left, and Phil is, what, 50, 51 One. now?
2: 51, yeah.
0: Yeah, Westwood is another guy that got offered some money, and he's in his yeah. late 40s. Um, what do you think this does to the... Well, they, I still call it the senior tour. They call mm-hmm. it the champions tour. Now, doesn't this have a, you know, if they go that route, if, as okay. you say, the older guys start looking at this and saying, well, you know, yeah, I can compete on the PGA tour, but I'm mm-hmm. not likely to win very much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, It'll I have I an would...
2: effect. He, he, here's but, another one. Let's, let's take Poulter. Poulter. I mean, well, Poulter is a great example. Yeah. He, he's such a good example because he's got a lot to lose, you know, uh, in, in, you know, they're, Say he with they're offering him twenty two million euros, he's a certainty to be to create legacy. As a he already has legacy as a Ryder Cup player, he's absolutely going to be a Ryder Cup captain, probably a couple of times. If he jumps, he's that's going to be taken away. That's going to be removed. He's not going to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So his dilemma is: does he take the cash or, or does he go for the legacy? That you know, and 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 the thing is too is is the you need to ask the question to each player the amount that they're going to get, is going to change their life? It might change Poulter's life. Sure. I don't, I don't know that it's going to change Phil's life.
0: Have you played with Poulter, by
2: the way? Just no. as an aside? Never played with him, no.
0: He had, he had the worst reputation, I remember, when, when he yep. came out because he thought he was, he was going to be the guy that could, could unseat Tiger. He was as good as Tiger, he, he claimed, I think, at one point. I, I got a chance to play with him a few years ago, and yeah. uh, I, I couldn't have had a better time.
2: Oh, he's he's a great guy. He's he he's he's really he's is. a great guy. Yeah, I think he's an excellent guy. And if you get to know him, you break through that Ryder Cup facade, uh, you know that front that he has. I think you're gonna he's going to be well liked by
1: everybody. You you know uh, you you guys have me thinking about uh, that Champions Tour and there's not very many names on the Champions Tour anymore, right. really, really. Yep. But I could see Bernhard Langer. <laughs> Even at his age, trying to find a way to—if they offer him get, the money, get to the tour. Yes, yeah. Well, because he's—I mean, he's still, he still—he can still hit the ball. He can still—he still grinds. I he, was he's in. Got it.
2: I was in Hawaii last week for the, the launch. I went there to uh, introduce MindTrack to uh, Mike Weir and his caddy, and to also Vijay Singh. So I, I spoke to Langard and to, you know he. <laughs> He's, it's amazing what he can do, I mean, at his age. It really is, and I think it's, it's really a good question of mind over matter uh, and, and determination. And, and mark my words, Mike Weir is looking awesome. I think he can go out there and dominate, uh, to, to jump off the subject on that. But I, I'm not sure. I think that, I think that um, Langer's principles, I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd jump. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't it's think. It's not as it. if he needs the money. Well, I mm-hmm. and then I think he's an extremely religious fellow, oh, extremely religious, mm-hmm. and 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 um, um, and I think that um, his 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 principles would, you know, he knows where the, he's been given a platform, the PGA Tour, and he's done very well by it. I, I think he's a person that just said, no, my time's up. I'm fine where I'm at, and I'm I'm fine. I don't want to cross any lines. Right. That's what my guess is on him. I got a question I don't know the answer to. Uh, I'm
0: going to, but I'm going to wait and we're going to take a quick break and come back with uh, Richard Zocal in a minute. Uh, back after these. McCowan, Shannon, and uh, Richard Zocal joining us to talk about this, um, well, golf in general, but this proposed new. Tour. super league super league super league yeah that's the phrase um what was the asian tour has now been essentially bought by um, a group of saudis who have a few bucks and they're uh, throwing it around
2: and, and let me jump in there for a sec on the asian tour the strategy behind them acquiring the uh asian tour is they already have world golf rankings established and connected to that tour and their events so that is the means in which we top players can perform against a strong field and get exemptions into major championships. So it's a right. vehicle that transitions. So I think so,
1: that's so so, so you you can play on that tour and still go to the masters. Well you can, earn, the, exactly. you, so yeah. you can earn exactly. yeah. You earn your way were,
2: on. If you were a brand new tour that was conjured up like a new company, it doesn't have official world rankings associated with it. So those players that play or that are members of that would, would, would dilute out of getting into major championships. They wouldn't be, inv- they wouldn't be invited. Hmm. They would be able to have access to them, but uh, the, uh, the Asian tour does. It allows them because the, uh, the, um, the, spot, the, the world golf ranking system is based on other gr- world ranking players that are in the field, and they automatically ratchet up or r- ratchet down based on the quality of field.
1: But, right. but Richard, in, in terms of golf, are we talking uh, in comparison to other sports? And I know they're team sports. Are we talking the possibility of the AFL versus the NFL, the ABA versus the NBA? Are we, are we talking?
2: Well, right? you never know how, uh, you know, and again, we're, we're talking about the possibility if there was a, a, a need for a merger, that would be interesting. And maybe there is that. But one of the fascinating aspects that they're proposing, that Greg Norman is proposing, is this team aspect of it. More like an F one, mm. and, and that's interesting, and 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 and, uh, and uh, you know that sounds fascinating. So I think a lot that that's appealing. I think that's one way that they can expand and get viewer growth around the globe. But um, it, it's going to it's going to really determine how the PGA Tour feels the effects of this traction that the Saudi group is getting, and whether they want to. Um, Talk and negotiate a merger, uh, so they don't want to risk the other, the other, the downside of it of of, uh, of losing.
0: Just for the record, I couldn't be less interested in, in the team event.
1: No, uh, I know. And I think
2: I think what they should do is look well.
0: Tennis tried to do it. World team tennis.
1: Well, but I you mean, like the Ryder Cup.
0: A different. Yeah, it's different. it's a totally different but, scenario.
1: Richard, you played in the Dunhill Cup. What was it yeah. like?
2: I loved it. I loved representing. Everyone loves to represent your, well, we're, the thing is we're representing your country. Right. Yeah, right? exactly. You're, you're, you're representing your country and, and, and people, most you know, people, these people, these players don't, they don't profit from it. Well, they, they get, they get no but credit, uh, um, charity money for their foundations, but they don't personally make right. money. And, and, and that's great. Like everyone loves the world cup and hockey and juniors and all that. Cause we love that. Yeah. But, yeah. um, I, I don't know how they do it. I'm I'm fascinated to learn how they do it, and and uh, and whether it gets traction. Only the market will tell whether it gets traction or not.
0: Well, even so, team events. I mean, did did you not compete in the World Cup? Um, yeah. At some point for, and represent for Canada. Canada?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I played in six Dunhill Cups and two World Cups for yeah. Canada. Yeah, loved it. Love, love. Re- you as an aspiring I think in any sport, you aspire to represent your country at the highest of level. Of course, love it, love mm-hmm. it. But the truth of the matter is
0: that those events weren't really internationally successful. They never yeah. rose to the level totally. of, You're of, right.
2: of being interested the public being interested in them. Yeah. The world cup in golf just was, was nothing. It ended. It used yeah. to be the Canada cup back in the sixties. Yeah, exactly. And um, it just, yeah, it doesn't work. I got another one for you.
0: Uh, this is relating to players trying to decide whether to go with this new group and play the, well, whatever they call it, the super league, um, what do you think the average guy gets in terms of personal sponsorship? Un- like what, you know, uh, 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 how much is Taylor made going to pay, uh, to uh, use their clubs? How much do you get for the logo on your hat? How much do you get for something on your, on your sleeve? Do you know what those, I know you, you know what the numbers were when you were playing. Do you know what, any idea what those numbers are today?
2: Well, yeah, they're exponentially increased from when I played and, and, and they literally look at what they do is that part of the agent's uh, job is to find out how much exact time, like the, yeah. the, the Coke logo on, on John Shannon's head while he plays and they have a stopwatch in his mm-hmm. exposure and they calculate the time yeah. and then they look at the, the, uh, the ad value for 30 seconds and they put some type of multiple on it uh, yeah. for goodwill, and they determine a number. So every ad now, agency,
1: every ad agency yeah. has a, a has a a, a group now, an analytics group that measures signage, time. T-shirts, time, airtime, rink, you know, even signage on the golf course. Absolutely, exactly. So, at and t is always the highest rated
2: PGA tour. Not not not. Including majors, but it's always because it has this celebrity factor and athletes factor, in it and people want to tune in see these beautiful beaches. And while everyone else is snowbound, uh, it's yeah. just a great uh, utopia. Um, so those numbers per tournament um, are determined by how many how many people watching. All right. So Wait what do you think it is? What do you think that number would be for? Oh gosh. For. For somebody, I'm, I'm. I don't want to go Tiger. Here, here here's how you go. You know, like they're, they're talking about the money that they make on the PGA Tour. Patrick Cantlay, he made seven million dollars last year on the PGA Tour. PGA Tour earnings. He doubled that. He made fifty seven point five. He made fifteen million dollars in total. So his endorsements, which kick in. So the, the rule of thumb. Forget about Phil and Tiger. There, you know, Tiger's way out there. But in my day, as a journeyman player, um, and after I won, basically. I would double, whatever you win on the PGA Tour, double it. And, and that goes for today, too. So, well, then it,
0: it, And the reason I ask this is because it raises this question. So Phil wants to go, and he's a Callaway guy. Phil wants to go and play on this Asian tour who has, I mean, no North American television
1: mm-hmm. rights
0: right now. Uh, maybe they get them. How does Callaway feel about that? How does Callaway feel about Phil Mickelson's playing 10 or 12 weeks somewhere where nobody can see him Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, being on
2: um, a national network like the Golf Channel and NBC every week? And you know what? That's a good question. And they will they will dig down to find out where their value is and pay appropriately. And, And keep in mind, Phil made. Now, he won the p g a last year and he, other than that he didn't play very well, but he made forty four million dollars i believe yeah of the, part of the for, last year and um and 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 so you know it's interesting. it's just so fascinating to see where, where you know where he could go because he has a clean slate right to the top of the television broadcasting. He went in there a cut last year with on c b s with Faldo in the booth. And he shined like a beautiful diamond uh, for TV. Oh, yeah. he, could, he could he could, go straight into uh, network television, CBS or NBC or whomever, and, and ask and get what he wants, just no different than what Tony Romo gets uh, for his telecast. And 20, yeah, that's really- $20 million. So. Exactly. I think Phil can do that and, and do a, a better job than anyone has ever done as a former player on television.
0: You'd rather listen to him than Faldo?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Boy, there's another there's another zocalism uh, that didn't we didn't need very much to hear about uh, Sir Nick. Or another word would be absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I want to talk about somebody else because we we've talked around him, but um, what the heck is Greg Norman doing? I mean, what is what what is Greg Norman? This is not the first time we touched on that. What's, what's Greg Norman's end goal in all of this?
2: Well, I think all athletes, including, you know, Phil on this, is when you, when you have a little bit of runway left, and you can throw Gary Player in this as well, or have no runway, you miss being in the game and being with the, on the white-hot spotlight and having a say and having a voice. Um. You know, you just, you know, look at look at the guys on the champions tour. They 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 just fade off into the sunset. You don't hear from you go, what happened to Tom Watson and Eric Irwin and Ray Floyd? You don't hear of them. And I think, you know, golf you know, athletes move on, and particularly golfers, I suppose, because they're independent contractors and they're used to having a voice. Tom Watson's used to having a voice in the game, and his voice was big. Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas. So I'm guessing that uh, you know. Getting back in the game, even though the game isn't on the golf course, it's in business and uh, it's in the industry. Yeah.
1: By the way, I just as a, as a personal opinion, Bob talked about well, they don't have any TV in North America. If, there's no point in launching this thing without TV in North America. That has to be the linchpin. To and and something well, tells me it's not going to be the Golf a, Channel, John. No, but something tells yeah. me this has FOX written all over it. Somehow, some way. Well I, think it, Maybe.
2: well, I think that, I think the uh, television is going to go by the way of the dodo bird and everything's going to be, uh, streaming.
1: Yeah, but you, uh, we're not, we're not a hundred percent there yet. Richard. No, I know that. Not, but- we're not a hundred percent. So you need, you need to morph towards the zone and Amazon and, and all, and you know, all yeah. of these new, new uh, streaming services, but you need to get there and, you know, and, and, and so they need to bridge that gap. Yes. And, and Fox has enough channels. They have, you know, FS1, sure. FS2. Yeah. Uh, well, they you, always you need make, content.
2: You make a good point there because the Aussie of Greg Norman, he's very close to uh, Mr. Mr. Rupert Murdoch, yeah. another yeah. Aussie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, the, to me, that just, that's just this. And I mean, let's face it, Fox t- Sports went into the golf world. With Greg Norman. Yes. And, uh, and Chambers Bay. And stumbled. Ch- dare I remind everybody of Chambers Bay. Um, and, and they blew it. They stumbled. Yes, they did. And, and so you have to think that that's why, and that's why I ask about Norman. Is, is, is this just, I mean, just going at it, going at it. I mean, Tim Hortons took five franchises before he found donuts. You know, <laughs> is it, are, we seeing, are we seeing a similar thing with Greg Norman trying to find his niche? Within the media slash golf world, yeah. Well, he's
2: he's he's got to find a partner. He's found a partner with the financial partner. Uh, you know, back in the nineties, with his 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 financial partner was Rupert Murdoch, and yeah. Now he's got another financial partner, and he's uh, got he's bringing a big stick, and uh, and he's getting traction. So it's I get it's going to be it's going to be fascinating. I, I I I'm I'm intrigued at it every day to see how it's going to come out.
0: Well, and and I'm not here to defend Greg Norman by any stretch of the imagination, but it's fair to say this is not a fly by the seat of your pants kind of operation. He's right. been trying to do this for what, 20 years,
2: Dick? Well, I he, it's been in the back of his mind for 20 years, I think, but it's you know, the reality of of the possibility has just been in the in the past couple of years you know, and, and, and so I think he saw uh, an opportunity and it's something that, that is just lighting him up to no end and it's going to accomplish a number of um, principles for him. You know, uh, it's going to get him back in the game. It's going to make him, you know, uh, in the game of golf. I mean, at the business level now and the tour level, it, 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 it picks off a number of important factors for him.
0: I also wonder about, you know, we we're talking about sponsorship and specifically equipment. There are plenty of equipment companies in the Far East. Japan, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's Chinese golf clubs. I don't know of any off the top of my head. Um, Hanma is yep. one that has kind of sort of emerged yep. um, and opened up shop in North America, and they make, they make pretty good equipment.
2: They make great equipment, Yep. Um, what does this do for them? Does- well, I think that's where Greg is going. I mean, he's talking about the expansion into Asia and the Asian mm-hmm. markets. These emerging markets are still untapped. And, you know, China and, and, and you know, that whole... Well, not Japan. Japan's already, you know, drunk the Kool-Aid and yeah. they're already established. But uh, there's, there's fresh markets in China. And that, that's, the, uh, that's the big one that I think can really benefit uh,
1: every, every, any tour. I know, well, you, get, you get the numbers, you get TV viewing numbers in China, you win the lottery. Yeah. You win the lottery. I mean, uh, the Toronto Raptors uh, have a, a package of basketball games and sponsorships in China yeah. um, that they get 10 million viewers in China. Yeah. And that's a small number there. Yeah, exactly. that's a small number there. We don't get a million people. In, in in Canada, in in yeah, to, to watch the Raptors, so it, it puts in perspective a little bit of how big that market, market can be and can yeah. be, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: One of the other things I wanted to mention um, with regard to this new tour, I saw—I don't know if you saw this, Dick—but um, there's a, I think, a, a Scottish golf club that is being talked about as uh, potentially being an Asian tour site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That must rankle, Pelly and 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 uh, who are down at Wentworth, mm-hmm. uh, man, because the I, European Tour is
2: headquartered sure. in, uh,
0: and just outside London.
2: There will be Asian Tour events uh, in the United States, and uh, yeah. I'm anticipating one one will be in Canada as well. Well, fact, I will it say has this: to be
0: it has to be. Yeah, I, I will say this, <laughs> and then I say um, th- I think
2: they're going to change the name from the Asian Tour to something else.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and that probably would help. But I was on that bandwagon years ago. I I tried to promote
2: mm-hmm. um, a European tour, a European, yeah. the Canadian, the Canadian open Moved joining the, the European, European tour. Yeah. You bet. Yep. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of talk about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, I had some serious conversations with people said, look at, you know, because that's when they, when the PGA tour sure. of America had it on a, you know, a crappy week where nobody yep. came.
2: Oh Yeah. And. It was, it, it went it shifted to the Labor Day weekend and stayed there for 18 years. You know, the Canadian tour did a nosedive or sorry, the Canadian open did a nosedive. Yeah. yeah. From a, from a player perspective and a revenue perspective, it was, it was, um, it wasn't good. And, and again, and I always, in that time when you were getting that, I was always pointing the finger is, you know, it's Glen Abbey and like, you know, the players don't like Glen Abbey and, and some truth to that. I know. Yeah, yeah sure, it sure was. It was my, it was my problem. Yeah.
1: Really? Wow. Really? Yep. Why? Why? What could you get on Yeah, but well,
2: what, it, what do you mean? Well, it's 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 a Jack like it it lost guys like Tom Kite, Tom Watson, Ray Floyd. They didn't want to come back and ever play it. So Jack built in during that era of architecture, Jack built a lot of golf courses that suited Jack. And they weren't necessarily the players never really liked them. Uh, uh, You know, in in most cases, you know, sure, Memorial, Jack put his big shoulder behind it. But Glen Abbey was one of those golf courses that from the player's perspective, they didn't like it. And and, and because of the all the other issues, the crossing the border, you know, it it became a point where it was just a good week to take off.
1: And just when they say they didn't like it, was it too big? Was it too was it unfair? What was it? No, it, it, uh, fairness in big, it, it wasn't too big. It
2: wasn't too fair. They just, it didn't, the good players weren't given a competitive advantage like they would around winged foot oh. or, or, or Pebble Beach. You know, it was, a, it, you know, Jack built contrived golf courses uh, uh, and, and, and uh, they, they look good, but they, they, don't, they, they don't appeal to the better players, generally speaking. Glen Abbey was one of those courses.
0: Well, and it's, it should, it's worth pointing out that Glen Abbey and um, and Memorial, if they weren't his two first courses, they were two of his yeah, first courses. That's correct.
2: That's correct.
0: And so, you, you know, you give a guy a bit of a break. But I'll tell mm-hmm. you why I didn't like Glen Abbey, because there were too many holes where if I hit a 10 feet right of the pin, hole high, I walked up on the green and I was 40 feet away. That's what, would pissed me off. And I know that wouldn't necessarily, well, I don't know. Does it, would it, did it make tour players angry?
2: Well, it, you know, it's funny how, like I, my very first Canadian open was 1978 and I played And Glen Abbey was one of the toughest golf courses on the tour at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember I shot 84, the first round and, and, and it was a bugger of a golf course. And then as it's turned out the last few tournaments of Canadian opens, RBC Canadian Opens that played there. I mean, the 18th hole, guys are hitting driver, nine iron to yeah. it. It's a par five. Yeah. So it's it's a completely different animal today, and it you know, it's just it's just and and thank goodness RBC came in and, and brought in that ambassador team because mm-hmm. that what I think was one of the best moves they've done to get name players up to Glen Abbey. Right? Well, I had to pay for it. That's the exactly they paid for it. They,
1: they well that's the really. that that's the that's the uh the fees you're talking about, Bob, right. through the back door. Through well no, it's the
0: right. well that, but it's the private jets from uh, from the British Open. Yeah, yeah. They you all know. have the private jets now. No, they no, but RBC used to send over and I think still sure. does.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: send well, over the private jets so that they can finish the British Open on Sunday and get you right. right.
1: That's right. They do. I mean that was that was the famous one with David Duval <laughs> David Duval came after after being in Europe well, he didn't play very well in, Tor- in Toronto so <laughs> yeah it's
2: it's always a good excuse and I think that's all it was it was a good excuse there I mean the with private jets and the money they're making I mean come on jet lag it comes with the territory you can get over it and deal with it so in,
0: indeed Lots to discuss. And I mean, what's intriguing about this, and I think you guys would agree, um, we don't know where this is going to land yet. Right. And this whole process is going to be really interesting to watch, whether you're a business guy or a golf guy or just a sports person in general. So
2: It, it is very
0: real. Oh, it is. And it isn't going to happen. It's happening as we speak. Okay,
1: so, so just th- 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 one more question on it. Richard, you are the CEO of the new Saudi Tour. Mm-hmm. You had one golfer to go get. Who would you get?
2: Well, Tiger.
1: He's not coming. Yeah, yeah. So he said no.
2: Then Rory.
1: Yeah. He
2: said he says no. Okay, I'm going. Uh, you just go right down the line. I go, DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson.
1: So they're, not do, they're, do, they're doing it the right way in one way or another, right? Sure.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, didn't they go after Bobby Hull? Wasn't he the number one guy back then when?
1: World Hockey League, yeah.
2: World Hockey World League game a million dollars?
1: WHA, a million dollars, Portage of Maine. There we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: You bring in the best, the names that bring you the best uh, uh, ability to grow as fast as possible.
0: Well, we're going to talk about this more. I, I'm quite positive. Uh, when remains to be seen. Uh, Mr. Zockel, it's always our pleasure. We thank you for your time and, uh, you have a, um, a great rest of the day. Thanks, thank Bob. you, John. Thank you, Bob. Much appreciated. Cheers. Back after these messages. And we're back with Shannon nose. We thank Richard for uh, being with us. When
1: He's, are we going to uh, talk about your favorite sport? Footy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're, now you are, I mean, I cannot, it, it is an 18 wheeler bandwagon in, in your driveway, 18
0: wheeler, baby. You're misrepresenting all oh, this entire thing. I am not a footy fan.
1: The president a, of the John Herdman
0: fan club. Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a John Herdman fan and I love this team. Yes. And, and I love this team because they represent our country. And if you can't get behind something that represents somebody or or a group that represents your country, then what kind of a ding-dong are
1: you? Yeah. No, listen. And they they have captured my imagination. They are fun. Well, um,
0: uh, once again, they were shorthanded last night and partly deliberately. Um, Their best player didn't play again. And they sat a bunch of guys who would normally have been in the starting lineup. And didn't substitute them in until about the 52, 53 minute mark of the game. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. just like that, Canada scores, although it was a bizarre goal. What? <laughs> yes. And, uh, I mean, you're not going to see a crazier goal than that. I don't think. And hey, then hey. in hockey terms, another breakaway. Yeah. You're not supposed to have breakaways in soccer, are you? No, but that's two games in a row. Breakaways. Yeah. This is a Canadian thing.
1: And, uh, and just, Davis uh, pops just, one
0: in and Canada wins 2 nothing, and uh, now uh, we're on the verge of clinching.
1: Yeah, and just for the record, uh, there was almost a million people watching on Sunday against the Americans on Sunday afternoon, but nine, 970,000. Uh, and last night's uh, soccer game was the number one sporting viewing event in our country ahead of the Olympics. Uh, ahead of the uh, the national NHL game that was on Sportsnet, it was the soccer game.
0: Well, you sound like this is like a, a, a an epic moment. I think it's important. It's logical. This is one of a zillion NHL games that nobody should give a flying do about. It's what was on the what was on for the Olympics last night? Was it opening Curling.
1: Second? Curling.
0: Oh, curling. Curling was big. Yeah, but it's, it's on opposite other curling on TSN.
1: Yeah, that, that, that is true.
0: You know, let them fight over the audience. At the end of the day, uh, well. if you told me before last night's game that, that the soccer game would be number one, I would have said, of course it would. Yeah. And so it, it was proven accurate. Not a very good performance by Team Canada, I thought, once again, but slightly undermanned. Partly out of necessity, partly out of, uh, uh, um, out of well, the fact that the guys are pooped, Yeah. Uh, partly out of playing three games in seven days, which you shouldn't have to do.
1: Well, the, you But th- you, have to, you have to do it because well, of all, all the professional leagues around the world, you have, to have these international windows, right?
0: I get it. Okay. I, I get why, and I'm but not you- here to debate the relative merit of that. But yeah. if, you know, in terms of fairness and quality, it wasn't a very well played game, let me put it that way
1: no, but i, I and we we had this discussion about the uh, the Honduras game as well. Y- you do wonder if they play to the standard of the opposition in the end. you well, know they have enough yes. talent to get yeah yeah, I think, I there's think there's that some that. that's I, yeah i, I do um, they and they're scrappy enough that they can adapt enough um to still get their scoring opportunities and, you know, create your own luck. I
0: can't even imagine what it must be like to go from like minus 20 to plus 30 in temperature in the space of three days and, and play games under both circumstances.
1: Everybody's got a cold today. <laughs> well,
0: I, I, don't even, I don't even know how to describe what that would feel like. I, I can imagine it, it might be problematic, but then again, maybe yeah. it, was, it was great. Maybe they're going, oh, God, thank God. I'm, I haven't warmed up. It took me three days to warm up.
1: Well, we're that but, much closer, right? But not, not a... Closer?
0: Well, to qualifying? Sure. Well, that's what happens, John, when you win. As you get closer.
1: No, well, they they get closer. Yeah. They didn't, yes. they didn't win, though. So they're now a too. point away, I think.
0: Yes. I think that's basically how it goes. And... Look, after the U.S. game, I think we, we pretty much felt like, okay, it's in the bag now, uh, barring a complete and total collapse. What remains to be seen, now who do they get next, Costa Rica? Yes. So if they qualify against Costa Rica, they have two games left, which would be effectively meaningless. In other words, they would qualify no matter what. And it raises the question once again, and we, I asked you about this the other day, how seriously do these guys want to finish first in CONCACAF?
1: I, I think. I, I mean, I know that it doesn't really affect the draw. Um, it's a blind draw, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, w- but the question then becomes: I was, I was thinking actually from the other side, is if whoever you play will it affect who is two, three, and four? and the other qualifiers and the team that has to play against, uh, Oceania, uh, in the, in that play in game, that, that to me is, do you want to affect that part? Do you well, want to create, I mean, yeah. it raises that, a question for me as to whether you,
0: you know, who do you play? Maybe you yeah. just get 11 guys off the street to play the last two games. Cause you don't care, you know, why take chances with injuries and, and put players well, that's more true. than that. You have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that is yet to come, and that's a ways away. We got to wait till uh, late March. To, and maybe uh,
1: we'll get, maybe we're we'll lucky and get our pal Herdman back before that. So.
0: I'm sure he'll be as happy or happier, uh, oh, happier the next time as he was the last time.
1: We yep. got to get out of here. Time is our Thank enemy.
0: Jim Rutherford tomorrow, the uh, president of the Vancouver Canucks. We hope you'll join us for that. Thanks for watching or listening as the case may be for John Shannon, Bob McCowan. See ya.